Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Resonance Test. I'm your host, Pete Chapin, from Continuum. Early last fall, we had the pleasure of chatting with the president of Chili's Grill and Bar, Kelly Villade, about some of the novel work that Chili's has been undertaking in their restaurants and with their employees. Now, it took us a few months to release this podcast to the world, so the news events and memes that you hear Lee and Kelly reference might sound a teensy bit dated. Think of this as a historical edition of the Resonance Test. That being said, making bold changes impacting millions of people the way that Chili's is doing is timeless. So, Kelly, thank you for joining us. Thank you um, for having me. I'm really excited to have you here. We've been working together for probably the last few years mm-hmm. on a bunch of initiatives, and I really want to talk to you today about leadership and culture. Um, I think you're one of the most inspiring leaders that I've met in my many years of working, uh, and I'd, I'd love to share that with the rest of the world, and I know you do too, so thanks for being here. Mm-hmm. Um, you just became the president of Chili's. Talk a little bit about that. Congratulations. Thank what does you. that mean? Thank you. Uh, what does that mean? That's a great question. So I think in my, uh, this is just a, I hope, a natural transition from things I'd been doing as part of the executive team and leadership team of Chili's to really having responsibility for everything that happens for this great brand. So it's a, it's a transition. It's certainly taking on more responsibility for everything that has to do with the brand from kind of chief operating officer and the P&L and the day-to-day and operations to really being responsible for the brand itself and the health of the brand and growth of the brand. I mean, in your previous role, I'm it was always a little bit um, intimidating and daunting to think that you had what, almost 70,000 reports yes. from across the network laddering yes. up to you. you. You still, in some sense, is that still your purview? Or, and how? I would say it absolutely is, yeah. So it's 70,000 if you include our kind of corporate restaurants and our corporate team members gets to higher numbers when you think about our brand as a whole in the 1,600 restaurants. So yes, that is... Those, that's our team. So it's the it's the restaurant support center and the chili heads there, and then it's all of the chili heads out uh, representing the brand every day. Okay. Well, we're going to talk a lot about chili heads here coming yes. up. So, um, and I do want to talk, talk about a lot of hot topics I think related to the brand and to chilies. Um, but first, I want to sort of gush a little bit. Um, we've been working for a few years together, and I, I've learned that you're an amazing storyteller. I've seen this demonstrated in many venues and in ma- at many moments. Um, wh- what do you think the role of storytelling plays? Um, in your in your job at Chili's, but also particularly as president of the mm-hmm. Chili's brand. Yeah, that's a great question. I think so. I appreciate that. I think storytelling is. Uh, I think it's a skill and it's an art. And I actually have followed many great storytellers, Norman Brinker, who really grew the Chili's brand to what it is today. I've watched these people tell stories and just pull you in and make you feel a part of something bigger. So I get really excited about the opportunity to just share the stories that have inspired me and the chili heads across the country that have inspired me uh, and the real uh, impact happens at the table every day if you understand the story behind chili. So I think it's it's critical. It's also really critical when we just talked about how big the brand is. So if you can make it feel small by saying, hey, this story, this person had this impact, um, whether it's a tragedy we just had in Dallas where many stories have come out just in a week of serving the Dallas police officers and trying to help their families. There's something every day that is really inspiring about what people do, about just what people do when you give them the opportunity to. So I'm pretty passionate about it, and I think the stories are what kind of is the thread that kind of keeps everything together. Um, are there any particular stories that have emerged from from the Chili's network uh, related to the the um, police activity and the, the sort of... So it's crazy. Um, in regards to what's been happening just so without getting into all of the 
uh, the political side of it even. We've had in Orlando a month, just a month ago, I think the anniversary was yesterday for the Orlando tragedy, we had a team member there. Uh, and that team member, uh, and I, out of respect for him, I don't want to get in too much about it, but he's been on, he was on the cover of USA Today. He did a press release soon after he was well enough to talk. And um, there's stories coming out of that that are absolutely amazing. We helped in Orlando in any way we could, both with families and uh, those affected, and of course our own Chili Head. And then in Dallas, we served the police officers, got through the barricade downtown by 10 a.m. the next morning after the uh, and while the crime scene was still being investigated, we were able to get in um, through some of our contacts and some of our relationships with uh, the DPD. And uh, so we were able to be kind of first responders in feeding them. And, you know, that's what we do, right? So we, we can feed people. And when people need it, it, it really did help them that day, those that were working around the clock. Uh, and further, we were able to be at the funeral homes and feed some of the people that were then helping with the families. So we've been still working on ways to stay connected in our own community. So, Thank you for that. Uh, yeah. Proving again what a great storyteller you are. Um, so I do want to kind of move from that, and it's kind of tough to transition from that, but talk about some of these hot topics. So um, I want to talk a little bit about the recent uh, GQ article, Inside the Church of Chile's. Does it accurately, does it portray an accurate picture of how the operations inside of the restaurant work? Um, and, and would you add something to that story? I'm very curious about this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were pretty thrilled with the article, and... Uh, I think it does accurately portray, uh, we, if you've ever worked in the restaurant business, you will hear the same thing from, some, from a lot of people that would say, it just gets in your blood. So it's one of these things that, you know, I started at the day I turned 16 working in a restaurant, and it gets in your blood. And so what I read in that, that was incredible, and, and, and I think does depict what we do, is that that's a person that understood what it meant to work in a restaurant and be a Chilean, be a part of something. Uh, and then followed us through with what we do every time we open restaurants and, you know, really immerse new people into the chili head world. So uh, I wouldn't add anything different. I thought it did a fantastic job. You know, we, we knew when we heard that he wanted to be a part of this, he wanted to be in the restaurants for a while. And so he, it wasn't one visit. It wasn't one day. It was over several weeks. And he came back once the team trained. And um, so... It was really interesting to see the outcome of that and how accurate it was and how much it made me think of my first time as a, as a server, you know, working with now a, a bigger family and, and being able to take care of guests and be a part of a team and a family that way. So I thought it was really great. In the article, it, it seems that much of your organizational power uh, resides in the skill and enthusiasm of these super traders. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how you identify and groom these mm -hmm. people and sort of what makes them different from normal quote-unquote normal trainers. absolutely yeah these we road warriors and road trainers and super trainers are really critical for us and in, they're an integral part of what we do so they are i think special because they are it's a diff, it's a whole different thing when you're getting on the road to do this and being outside of your restaurants away from your family sometimes and when you meet some of these people you realize just how special they are so they get additional training but it's more about how to be on the road how to really um, teach everybody to fish so that by the, time, by the time you leave they're capable of kind of being on their own and running a restaurant which is you know a million guests a day we serve and some of our restaurants are really high volume so their their job is to impart their wisdom and walk away and have the team be able to stand on their own in a very short amount of time so the skills and the training, is, it goes above and beyond what other trainers get to be able to handle that. I mean, having um, dealt with your brand and your organization uh, a fair amount, uh, leadership is just so important. Mm -hmm. And can you talk a little about the role of those super trainers in the sort of leadership uh, mm -hmm. structure or 
it's interesting, the difference. So we, we would always have a management team, obviously, on site at the openings. And even the operator that is overseeing that restaurant would be available. And But we defer most times to those super trainers as you really have to allow them to do what they do and not get in their way and let them lead. And so they are trained, again, in that kind of fine art of knowing I'm there for a short amount of time, I impart my wisdom, I leave, but they're also given a lot of autonomy. Like it's their, it's theirs to craft and create the kind of culture we need and then uh, move on from there. You know, it's, it sort of seems like you've, as an organization, nailed this idea of culture in the way that few other organizations have. It was depicted in that story. Mm -hmm. I've seen it with my own eyes. Do you get calls from other businesses that are eager to learn how to manage uh, people that to get them to be as excited as chili heads are out in the field? And you know, was, mm -hmm. I wonder if there's sort of a, a book in the offing that comes mm -hmm. out of all this stuff. Mm -hmm. I think we are, I am, and we are at Chili's incredibly uh, lucky to have a culture that has already existed for so many years. So we're a 41 year old brand, but the Brinker culture and the leaders that have come before me uh, just done such an amazing job that it is special, it's unique, it's a family, and a lot of people can say that. I really do believe it's it's special with us. And so I'm really blessed to already have that in the works. Part of, I think, my job and part of making sure it continues is just to really um, not try and shift it in any real dramatic way, but just to keep it feeling small where possible uh, and, and making sure that everybody really does understand the meaning of that and the higher calling that kind of goes with that as being a part of, of this great brand. I think we do get other, we do get calls from folks and it's really hard to explain if you're not a part of it or if you don't have it in your DNA. If it's not really there and it's not at your core, really hard to create. So uh, we get calls and questions and I'll share anything because I actually do realize that it'd be really hard to replicate it unless it was authentic and real and it started from the bottom. If it doesn't, then it's going to be really hard to just copy it anyway. So happy to share and, and love sharing our stories and love telling the story of Chili's, always. Maybe a book someday. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> I, it, clearly, I think there's an art, uh, just to paraphrase a little bit, a couple of things you've said, there's a sort of art in making a brand feel small, mm -hmm. making it feel intimate. Um, and I think that's really powerful. This notion that you serve a million guests a day is it's almost paralyzing just to think about mm -hmm. operationally how you would do that and yet you're still trying to make that this very big brand of what three billion plus dollar yep. a year company exactly. feel like my chilies mm -hmm. uh, very small can you speak to that mm -hmm. and and how you deliver that kind of range of experiences sure yeah and so it's it's we make a conscious effort this whole idea so it's actually a, a branded kind of in quotations you'll see it in our hallways wouldn't it be great to feel small again? And at times when we have really, uh, at, at times when we needed to strengthen our culture, and at times we've had to lean in even harder if it started to feel at all lost, that's where we've gone back to. And so for me, it's about um, it's about blogging and tweeting and seeing somebody's anniversary that's a team member either I've met or, or have never met and saying, way to go. And it's about uh, connecting in town hall. So we go out and I, I'm out once a month, twice a month, and so are my leaders and operators teaching uh, not just our strategies, but teaching about these and sharing these stories. So when asked for a story, I'll pull any one of the four or five most meaningful ones to me and continue to share the story as an example of what it looks like to inspire and what it looks like to be inspired by the work that we do every day. We, we serve people food, and people's the key part of that. So uh, I think we do a lot of things. We were able to touch 
thousands of people just in doing town halls and bringing people together just for kind of our stump speeches, but in doing so, bringing people in from all levels, so cooks and servers and managers, and just bringing them in a room and saying, hey, what do you want to know about Chili's? And let's share some stories. And it's been a powerful way to connect. The role of socially, you just mentioned the social media, in its effort, in your effort to kind of make a big brand feel small, talk a little bit about the emphasis you put on social let's say the last few years. Uh -huh. I mean, I've seen a pretty big uptick uh -huh. in your activity in the last couple of years. Um, what's, what's that about? What's driving it? Uh, and uh, some of it's probably intuitive, but there's something more there. Yeah, I think there is something more there because we consciously a couple of years ago decided to teach our operators how to tweet. Like literally set aside time, had a social booth, um, and had, a t had tutorials at a conference where we got a lot of our chili heads together and a lot of our senior managers. So in having a thousand people together, we literally made an elective and created a social media space and booths. And since teaching them, the amount of organic in tweets that you'll see versus ones that you can tell everyone is buying, frankly, no disrespect to anybody else, but ours are organic and ours are celebratory and ours are, again, inspiring. Hashtag Chili's Love is crazy out there on special days for people or when there are tragedies like last week. If you followed Hashtag Chili's Love last week when there was uh, an opportunity for a community to come together, it was pretty profound, the responses out there. So I love that. We talk to them now about the tweets are really organic and that's awesome. We're going to spread that beyond just our own Chili's you know, inner sanctum and really get that word out to more people and for more people to experience at the table is really the key. Great answer. Kind of humbling in some sense. Um, I, I guess I want to sort of change uh, tack a little bit. Um, can you talk a little bit about your understanding of your customers and, and how you translate this amazing report with your employees outward? I think you just touched on it a little bit. The, I want to talk specifically about the relationship of your brand mm -hmm. to the relationship of your employee experience. Yep. So but, what you do in the brand, what you do at the table, and how does that connect to the employees? Yeah, absolutely. So we have what we call, and everyone has, I, I believe, there's many books been, that have been written. Service Profit Chain is a great one. Um, we talk about our egg model, uh, also just known as you know, a model that tells our people that the guest experience will never exceed the employee, or in our case, we call them team member experience. So everything we do is about if you invest in those first egg leaders, again, egg model being the, the uh, operative word there, if you invest in them, they will take care of the guests. So we have, as a big brand, data like you would believe. We, it really is a competitive advantage how much data we have with our tabletop devices now and everything that we can now show people. Uh, in terms of what correlates, you know, a great guest experience and how that correlates to sales in the restaurant and a better living for everybody there, a better life for all that we come in contact with. So we've got the data. Connecting that to, though, I think the bigger purpose of connecting, serving, and giving to create a, the best life we can for our team members who in turn would then help their guests is really where I think uh, the bigger stuff happens. And uh, we're working on really making sure that everything we do from hiring people that want to be a part of something bigger and want to connect, serve, and give, uh, we train them against that and just make sure the more people know that, the more you would see it happen every single time versus hey, here's the guest metrics. We have great metrics, but it's beyond the metrics. It's about do you really want to connect, serve, and give here? I want to talk a little bit about motivation. Um, so empowering, using talking about the egg model and empowering your employees and, and showing them and, and backing it up with data that what you do um, to the guest is going to kind of show, it, it will return to uh -huh. you. Um, it's sort of the golden rule to some degree. Um, 
I want to talk about love. I want you to talk about love. I know this is very, you just mentioned hashtag Chili's love. I know love is very important to the brand. Um, when you talk about employee motivation, love, what is this all about? I mean, the, you know, one of the subtexts of that GQ article might be that it's a little bit culty. Yeah. Um, but, but there's something there. So mm -hmm, talk about mm -hmm, love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So one of my, uh, so one of the things that we uh, think about and we talk about in terms of making this the best brand it can possibly be, a stronger brand, a more differentiated brand, a, a brand that has greater relevance, a 41-year-old brand that has greater relevance, is this idea of if truly more team members, more employees wanted to be with you, loved you, more guests would, more shareholders would, you'd have a growing, profitable, and a great brand that does great things for those around it. And so love, and what a cool thing that you can go into any restaurant and say, what are we trying to do? And they would tell you Chili's Love by 2020. Uh, and that we're here to create love. And you know, one of the other brands that does that is Southwest, right? And they do it really in a pretty profound way. And when push comes to shove, that's what they'll lean into. And I'm really proud of the fact that we are not mixing this whole, or worrying about mixing this whole business with a word like love. I think, how, how cool is that? And our team members think it's really cool. So the, word, the, the feedback we get from them, the conversations we're having now, and how easy it is to translate, unlike a mission or a vision statement that's on a wall, how easy it is now to say that we're about Chili's love, it, it's, it's so easily translatable. I've seen this with my own eyes, mm -hmm. but I want you to tell it to our listeners. Um, define Chili's love. Yeah. What is this notion of Chili's love? Sure. Chili's love. It's a great question. And explained in two ways, really. So Chili's Love, uh, we came upon the idea that having this as part of our vision for the next five to seven and maybe beyond uh, years was that we really needed to create a brand that was loved. And there's data behind it. Uh, we can we can actually track uh, whether brands, whether we are a brand that is loved or we're a brand that is kind of past that and people are used to us, but not exactly at that sweet spot of, I love this brand. And so it's tracked by data, it's got specific metrics tied to it, and it's something we can aspire to as a company. We know if we are a brand that you know everyone knows, but also that has esteem and has and a brand where people have love for us, then you're a pretty revered brand. So very consciously we said, well, that makes sense, Chili's love. And then we put a date to it and we started talking about it and that's our strategies over the next several years. The other really cool thing about it is we can just talk about Chili's love and I don't even have to know the data's there, it's so easily comprehensible to anybody we're talking to, and our team members love it. And how cool that we don't have to separate, we, we don't have to say the word love can't be used. In fact, we're encouraging it and saying if more people love us, it's great things for everybody, right? If we connect, serve, and give, we'll create the best life. And if more people love us, best life for everybody. We grow as a brand, you grow as a person, you have a great living with us, and you have a great life. So it's pretty exciting to be able to talk about just love. Why it, not? It is really exciting. I think it's getting more exciting. So you recently hired um, Rick Badgley. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. Rick Badgley, who was the former VP of talent management and retail at Tom's Shoes, not from the food space, uh, as your new chief people officer. Talk about that particular move and what that means for your organization. Mm -hmm. I'm excited about it. He, uh, he actually most recently comes from Tom's before that Starbucks and before that Wyndham Hotels. So he's got a long, he grew up in a family of... Uh, restaurateurs. So really excited about what he brings. He's somebody that walked in and immediately understood from afar, but understood the culture and was so eager to understand more about it. And, uh, and he's going to be, I think, a great, great addition to our team. So I think he's going to bring, uh, he comes from brands that have tremendous heart and also, I think, deliver excellence for their customers. So I'm really excited about connecting, you know, the great culture we have with a, a, really a culture of excellence as well, which we are always striving to become stronger at. 
So I'd like to talk a little bit about the offering. I'd love to hear about um, Chili's is about food and hospitality. You know, fundamentally, it's about a great meal served in a great way um, by great people. Um, let's talk a little bit about the offerings and sort of what's essential to run a successful restaurant chain of the size, 1,600 restaurants mm -hmm. globally, it's huge. Um, you, you obviously need to spend a lot of time ensuring that the food is exactly what people want and getting that right. How do you go about doing that? What's the process? Mm -hmm. the pro the, well, the, so the process is an interesting one and can be a bit complicated. It's a, so there's a, there's a history here of, and it's been, an, uh, it's been a tremendous journey working with folks like you to help us understand how you take, again, a brand that has so much history and so much, um, so much heritage and really kind of lean into what you need to do today to be relevant and be a new school brand. So this is a brand that started very small with 12 items on the menu. Uh, it's a little bit of what we're talking about now to kind of demonstrate that we've got this authentic approach to what we do. And uh, it started very small and started very informal. So against that, again, that feeling small again really does play out now with what we're doing. The process to bring great food, so really is about narrowing what we want to be great at and, and knowing that we are really a brand that can be and deliver great things around fresh mix and fresh techs. That's a little bit narrower because in, in somewhere in our recent history, you know, we started becoming a brand that we're known for being able to deliver an American experience, American food, American favorites, and that was great. But to really differentiate ourselves going forward, we know we're gonna narrow that just a bit and deliver on those really authentic items that we can do well and better and different than anyone else. So today the process is we are about innovating around those core equities. For us, that's ribs and burgers and steaks and the things that people know us for, fajitas. So you'll see us talk, continue to talk about that. So. We're about renovating and improving the quality of those ingredients. Transparency is on our mind, as it should be, and as you saw with our most recent offerings with grass-fed burger and cage-free eggs. So those things are on our mind now, and in addition, it's about bringing the most kind of relevant, not always trendy, but up-to-date items and doing it in a way that we are known for consistently um, in a place where you can kind of count on us. Uh, this is obviously music to my ears, and you know why. Um, but I'll, we'll leave that for another time, perhaps another conversation. Um, do you have some sort of long and short-term goals that you can articulate and share? Sure. The short, uh, the short are easier and more specific because we've been working on it for a while, uh, and that really is it's it's regard it's in regards to what I mentioned, and it's about Chili's Love by 2020. So that's you know that's really just three, four years away, it's not that far away, but it is about creating a stronger, differentiated and, and brand that has greater relevance, strengthening the guest experience and striving for excellence and really leveraging that culture to do that. So the measures are there, the metrics are there, we are articulating that to, you know, shouting that as loud as we can internally to really help our teams understand their role in creating excellence and helping us create Chili's Love. So that's, that's, that's a few years out. Longer term, it's about you know, continuing on that journey of excellence and growth for a fantastic brand. Internationally, we have amazing growth plans and breaking into countries and growing countries we've never been before. Uh, so we're set up really well to do that and continue to just build restaurants and connect, serve, and give to create the best life. So uh, if we can leave it better than we found it and continue to grow what is already a very, very strong brand, that's, to me, the long-term goal. Um, thank you so much for that was a great conversation. Thank you so much for being here, my good friend and long-term partner. I mean, we've done done a lot of work together, yeah. and it's been phenomenal. Yeah, thank um, you, thank I, you. You guys have been amazing partners. Wouldn't be here without you. Thank you. So we'll bring you back for another conversation after you kick some ass in your new role as president. Let's so do that. Yeah, with let's that, do that. Thank you so much. Thank you. I think we're going to sign off now. Thanks, everybody. 
The Resonance Test Podcast is where we seek out people who are consistently able to go from inspiration and cool ideas to fully implementing them. Innovation in this form can be found in all sorts of fields, from health and tech to food and music, and we love hearing how different people go about doing this repeatedly. Continuum is a global innovation design consultancy with studios in Boston, Milan, Seoul, and Shanghai. And at Continuum, we're very deliberate about the term innovation. For us, it means turning ideas into stuff that's real. Because from our perspective, it's not really innovative until it exists. If you want to learn more about Continuum and the work we do, go to continuuminnovation.com. Thanks to Lee and Kelly for their great conversation today. Many thanks to Kip, our sound engineer extraordinaire, for getting this podcast recorded. Multiple thanks to Ken Gordon, our producer, for all his masterminding behind the scenes. And to our listeners, we thank you for your ears. Thank you.